G'day everyone, and this is Tractor, and welcome to the Gel Ball Podcast. Today I've got a guest on the phone. Uh, we turn on our first ever phone hookup, so let's say hello to our guest. Hello, guest. Travis, thanks for having me. Hey, man. It's uh, been a while since we've seen each other in person, hasn't it? It definitely has. Probably uh, too long, yeah. Definitely too long, definitely too long. So a lot of things have changed in your life, and one of those is you've gone to Mexico, as I'd like to say. You've crossed the border. <laughs> so That's you were right. in Queensland, you were able to job blast yourself silly, and now you're down there with the Desperados. How do you feel about all that? Oh, it's, you know, it's, I love it, you know. I, I love uh, <laughs> living in a nanny state, you know how it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so obviously Brad Towner had a bit of a court case down there. Has that done anything in the community? Down there? Like there's a lot of guys that travel up here to play and that there's still people that tune in on Facebook and stuff. So have you noticed there be any influence from Brad's case? Well, to be honest, no, not at all. Um, like I've known Brad, oh, God, too many years as well. Yep. Um, and uh, it's one of those things where, like, I used to live in Sydney and moved back up to Queensland yep. for a few years, enjoyed the sunny highlights, and back down here, and then all of a sudden, you know, everyone's like, oh, Joe Wall's going to be legal now. Now, um, I'm not sure many people know, but there was also another case that happened just before Brad. Okay. Um, you know, another high-profile slash low-profile, it depends how you look at it, case that they try to push through that uh, they lost, that um, the New is, South Wales Police lost. Is that so, the Martin um, case? Um, no, no. This one was um, the uh, the Twee Gunnery case. Ah, so yeah. No, I haven't a, heard what happened yeah. there. Um, so basically... There was um, a guy running down here uh, called uh, Toy Gunnery. Yep. Um, I won't won't name names to the thing, but um, because uh, it's a bit of a you know, yeah. I just don't want to call anyone out to the thing. Not not that I would be, but um, it's just yep. more. Yeah. So, so Toy Gunnery, they were running their business as, as normal, and then um, about the same time that Brad got picked up, uh, wasn't sure, it wasn't long after that. Um, it was only shortly after that they um they picked him up, and he was uh he was running out of um just uh, uh southwest Sydney, like the uh like the Auburn Yaguna area kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and they tried to do the same thing they did to Brad, um, but luckily for him, uh, he had a lot of lawyers at his disposal as well. Yep. Um, and yeah, and I know they tried to, to expedite his case quickly before Brad so they could set a precedent. Yep. Um, and they lost. But the thing is, it just there wasn't, wasn't public. Um, uh, nothing, nothing really. No one heard anything and only a very few people knew about it because I'm mm. not sure what the deal was there. Um, I just know that um, he actually did end up receiving his stock back. I know Ooh. that much that they, they gave it back to him. And That's, their words were, hmm. you can go back to selling it, but there's no guarantee we won't pick you up again. Right. So we arrest you for doing thing A. We take you to yep. court. Court says, mm, no, thing A isn't illegal. Give thing A back to me. But then the police say, thing A might still be illegal. I'm not uh, sure yeah, that's much. how democracy works. <laughs> no, no, that's that's it. Like, um, and I know, like, again, I'm I'm not 100 percent sure on the specifics. Yeah. Um, you know, I've just been hearing little drips and drabs from people, but pretty much, yeah, it was uh one of those things where um, yep, they just said no, you know, we will, you know, there's no guarantee you'll be able to keep going, even though you just won against it. Right. So, look, obviously. A criminal case can set a precedent, but a civil case can't. So I'd be very interested to see the court transcripts on that. And 
I, I was speaking to Brad about his the other day and uh, I said, oh, can I get some copies of the ruling? He said, I don't even have a copy. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's um, it's very interesting. Like, it is, it I, I, is. Not in a tinfoil hat wearing flat earth kind of interesting <laughs> one. And oh. we have that discussion on a different podcast. Um, we but do. yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> you corporate shill, you. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm still waiting for my big pharma shill box. You know, any day now, any day. I'll oh, it's all tomorrow. in Bitcoin. It'll get to you eventually. Oh, eventually, that's it. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so but no, with uh, with that, even though you know the two cases going through, yep. uh, New South Wales is still picking up people. Um, they're still trying to charge them with firearms offences. And look, you know, I don't want to take the risk of thing. Like, it's very, very tempting because you know. A lot of the uh, a lot of the online retailers will send to states they shouldn't be sending them to. Um, yeah, well, you know, the, the South Australian guys have got a lot to say about that too. They, they, they've got things they can and can't do down there, but it's not in writing for them either. No, that, that's it. Yeah, and I, and I know that uh, the um, there was a big thing about it lately with uh, the full metal replicas and mm. the gas blowback pistols. I know that they were uh, pushing the boundaries a little bit there in South Australia, and that seems to have stirred up a hornet's nest there. Yeah, it does. Look, I've talked to a couple of guys behind the scenes down there, and, and I've tried to keep fairly quiet recently online so that South Australian gel ballers um, can get their house in order and, and present what they want to present to the police. But essentially, the feeling I've got is that police have said, this is what's going to happen, and bad luck if you don't like it. You, you're not going to be able to change this. Yeah, pretty much. That's, uh, I feel that's the same way New South Wales at the moment as well. You know, we... You know, we are. I mean, if you even follow the New South Wales Police, um, like their 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 main social media page on Facebook, you know, they're always, you know, they do the funny posts that everyone laughs and loves. Yeah. Then they do the posts like, oh, we just picked up a drug bust. They've been charged with all these firearms offences, and they post a picture of a gel ball gun. And then you have hundreds of comments, not not just one or two. You have hundreds of people saying, you know, good job keeping those pigeons safe. For my cans will never be the same again. Thank you. Yeah, I often wonder about stuff like that, whether it actually helps our community or not. Like, I get that people have got a lot of angst when it comes to why are you wasting police resources on what we think is a toy. Um, And and I can see it from the police side of the house. Like, um, those that know me, was in the army, did that stuff, went to Timor twice. And look, somebody had a stick in their hand that looked like a gun. I was ready to shoot them at times, but... it's a call that that police officer's got to got to make that I'm never going to want them to make in a real life and death scenario. So oh, I can absolutely, absolutely empathise with that. But on the other end of the hand, if a court says this thing is this thing over here and it's not a firearm, yeah, it gets interesting, doesn't it? It is, it is. And then you know you have there's, there's so many different views on it. And then you know, you have extremists on both sides. Like oh, you yeah. try and you try and compromise one thing, saying oh look, you know what if we all have our own ships. You know, then you get called a bootlicker. You know, it's uh, it's yeah. it's definitely it's it's hard to unite the the uh, the hobby as one, pretty much, because everyone has varying views. You know, you have those with firearms licenses who are like, oh, but you know, I shoot real guns. Like, no, no one cares. Like, I I have my firearms license. I, I don't go around being like, oh, you know, the oh. real guns are better. Like, you know, you have to shoot real guns if you're going to shoot gel guns. Like, I've, I've seriously seen that argument. I'm just like, what? <laughs> like. Yeah, I, I don't think I've been on a firearms Facebook page for a while because of some of the comments on there. It's just oh, it, not worth it. It, get, it gets ridiculous at some point. Like, like you know, oh, just don't even get me started. <laughs> to me, it's like it's like a chicken farmer getting told how to do things by a duck farmer. Yeah, it's similar, but it's not the same. It, a duck's Pretty a much. duck and a chicken's a chicken. They've got a lot of similarities, but 
if you want to eat chicken, you'll buy chicken. That's it. That's it. But you know, some people just see a feathered bird. <laughs> that's true. That, yep. <laughs> yeah. You, you flip my analogy back at me. Good. Good. <laughs> I'm, yeah, oh, not like that. But you know what I mean? You know, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's always those people. You know what I mean? Or you know, then then you have the people who no, those birds are controlled by the government. Mm. Yeah, that's a government <laughs> duck. You can't touch that duck. <laughs> That's exactly it. Oh, but you know, it, it, it's hard. Um, but the, the, I think the main thing is, like, just with with South Australia, New South Wales, especially, is we we have to get that base. You know, we don't have. We're living in grey areas, pretty much. Like, look, I could get onto any number of the websites right now, order a job blaster, but then I'd be putting myself at risk, my family at risk. You know what I mean? It, it's one of those things where I don't want to get you know basically raided because I have a toy. And, yeah, I, I wouldn't you know, like to see the look on your wife's face when the police are oh, kicking down the door. That's it. That's exactly it. But it's, <laughs> uh, it, it's also one of the things where, you know, all, all my stuff being in Queensland, it's just like, well, you know, I've got plenty of friends, myself included, who will happily, you know, hold on to my stuff for me. So when, when we have events like Eastern Predator coming up, mm-hmm. you know, I can go up, grab my stuff, that's it. But... You know, then there's a feeling like, well, when I have to leave, I'm like, oh, I don't want to leave these. Like, why? <laughs> yeah, there's then, a uh, there's a guy that plays nearly every weekend at our field, and um, he's just over the border, oh, and, and we literally yep. bought a bunch of lockers to put there for guys like you and him. And there's guys that are leaving their stuff there, and they're like, oh, do I risk taking a battery back so I can <laughs> discharge it and recharge it? And like, oh, yeah, is that uh, oh? Yeah, it's the reality, though. That's that's what we live in at this point in time with these states that are the the police just you know, and it it it's oh, it's just it's a lot of bureaucratic bullshit in the end because you know you have the ones who the police officers who obviously don't care like well it's a toy you know don't act yeah. like an idiot and the it's magistrates and the yeah that's that's it and then you have the ones who are like oh no no paramilitary training. We don't want none of the terrorist training with these. And, you know, what if someone points one at someone and they think it's around the police shoots them? It's like, well, you know, common yeah, what, what if Sputnik lands and hits me in the head? Like, you, yeah, you've got yeah. to weigh up the the actual chances of it happening being a... Like, I did risk yeah. management years ago in the Army and you'd do these matrixes and flow charts and all that stuff. And you, you can't balance every risk on everything you no, do. That's exactly it, yeah. And um and I know that uh, New South Wales police are they're trying their hardest to basically paint job laws in negative light because I yeah. know that they've uh, they've written up um, I've seen a few someone someone's posted a few of them actually of the uh, their risk assessments or their um, their documents assessing how many incidences uh, job laws have gained over the time right. um, over the past few years and you know it's it, it's one of the things where well obviously it's going to because you know we don't have things in this stuff like preventing people you're going to have every moron buying a gel blaster yeah. illegally online and then being like oh i'm gonna go rob someone or i'm gonna go shoot at traffic or do a drive-by it's like whereas in queensland they're like well, you do that books thrown at you here in this stuff files they just sweep it on the rug then they just you know kick your door in so they do like everyone ends up with a firearms charge is that how it rolls down there Oh uh, well, I know I know that they're pretty much straight away slapped with a firearms charge. Uh, I haven't seen one where someone's been put up with a gel blaster. Again, I'm I'm not actively looking though, so I yeah. can't speak if it's the actual. I'm just extrapolating here from what I've all the data I've seen. Mm. Uh, basically, everyone I've seen that yeah, they've thrown some form of firearms charges. Most of the time, it's unregistered firearm, uh, unsafe storage, and uh, usually it's just like prohibited something or other, like prohibited firearm or prohibited yeah. item or 
yep. whatever. Um, but the two the two ones I try and slap you with are the actual unlicensed firearm and the unsafe storage. Mm. Yeah, because police here in Queensland started talking about storage and um, I, I spoke to Nathan Kirby at the Gel Blaster Association about this when it all came up and said, OK, what's when police say it needs to be secured, we, we can't just have them say that because what I think security is could be um, put on top of the fridge in a black bag. It's secured mm. because the kids can't get to it. Like, uh, And we said, well, does that mean a gun safe? Does that mean a locked cabinet? And, and then there was, all right, well, what about the guys who got 30 or 40? And the look mm. on the police's face when you said, there are people with 40 of these? <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't know that they didn't have that interaction with the community. That's, that's the thing about QPS that the only thing about QPS's reaction to gel blasters I don't like is that I'd like to see them more proactive at games. Look, we've had one of the police from Ipswich come out and he's done a presentation and he's talked to everyone and all that sort of stuff and that was fantastic. Um, I'd just like to see a bit, little bit more outreach from the police to be proactive about this. Mm, mm, absolutely, absolutely. But, I mean, it, it's one of those things where, you know, again, it's resources, time and money, and then it, it just comes down to it, like, is this something that they're going to back in the long run? And that's, that's what everyone was saying before when they were trying to bring in the new laws. Are they going to look for, for loopholes to basically get the support yep. in? And they're the real questions, you know, you have to be looking at in the end because... Maybe, you know, maybe their lack of, uh, well, I would say their interest, lack of interest in yep. you know, everything could be indicators that they don't want anything to do with it and they want to get a bed. But, you know, I've, I've seen people throw around uh, licensing. Um, you're absolutely right about the, uh, the safe storage. I've seen that thrown around as well. Yep. And then it is, it's open to massive interpretation because, again, in New South Wales, firearms license for a firearm, you have to have a safe that is either over 150 kilos or has more than four points of anchor to the actual building or structure that's in. So, you know, Dynavolt it, yep. or you can have a big R safe. Now, you know, I don't think people are going to go out and buy a 150 kilo plus safe for a gel ball blaster, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, a, a locker, like a, a locker at your episode would be perfect. That would, uh, that would go really, really well. Um, but then it's one of those things where, you know, people going to spend the money, they're going to want to do that, or is there going to be a big stink kicked up about it? Yeah, and what sort of locker do you, like, do you have a locked door into a room with no windows and call that mm. your blaster cave? Is that secure, even though they're on the wall on a peg, or do you need to be like a gun shop and wind some cable through it? Where, where do you stand? Well, yeah, that, that, that's it, and that's, uh, that's where, you know, firm legislation needs to be laid down, but I, I don't think it will happen, not anytime soon anyway. Yeah. And I suppose up here, the, the thing that stopped it all happening up here is COVID hit. And uh, obviously police are way too busy to worry about gel blasters and they're more worried about all the stuff the government's involved in. Pretty much it's, uh, it's, it's almost the same everywhere, really. Like uh, in almost any industry, everything's just kind of grinded to a halt uh, and the backlog for things is just taking forever. So let, let's sort of segue on to something else. How long have you been in... The gel blaster scene. Uh, since the beginning. <laughs> I hear a lot <laughs> of people you, say I've been here since the beginning. What for oh, you? I'm what the, was? Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm the. What are you on about? I'm. I'm the number one knowledgeable expert on gel blasters. I've been. <laughs> I've been in this for two months now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so let's so, hear it. When did you first pick up a gel blaster? Uh, um. <laughs> okay. 
but you're testing my knowledge here and yep. my memory. It's fairly near my old age. Um, your old age. 2000... You're like 20 years younger than me. <laughs> okay. Was it 2016 yeah. that you got the the, the first uh, the first 10 millimeter top hopper fed ones in? Was uh, that, yeah, was that's, that that's when I was involved in it first was 2016, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that, that that's pretty much it. And then I, I think Brad, what well, Brad got them in a few months before that, or, or yeah, I believe I Brad saw them first in uh, at a toy fair, but physically yep. receiving the like. And we can play the one up. We got them about the same time, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. He'll, he'll always he'll always claim to be Joel Daddy, you know, you know. Well, in Joel <laughs> Jesus or something, with that long hair and beard. Oh, that, that's it. But wait till the leather gimp mask comes out, you know. Oh. And, uh, that's, when, that's when it all changes. Yeah, let, let's keep it PG, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, if we're going to keep it PG, we probably shouldn't talk about Brad. That, that's, that's true, yeah. Cool. So, <laughs> well, you've well, seen a lot of change uh, in the industry, I'll bet, in, in four and a half years. Yeah, no, that, that's, uh, it, it, it's, been, it's been interesting, to say the least. You know, going from one or two sellers to... Uh, uh, I've lost count now. <laughs> well, I was, I was talking about it the other day. I remember there was um, Tidy, Clayton's Toy Guns, Backyard Blasters, Brad and Combat Sydney. They're sort of the first few. Is there any others you yeah, remember yeah, from back yeah. then? Uh, I think High Caliber Cosplay. Uh, I, I think, think I think he came in just a little later. A little later? Yeah, oh, he was tidying okay. with Tidy, oh. so... Yeah, he yeah he was he was that's uh, that's why I remember that one. But um, and he's only just oh. shut down that business too. So oh damn yeah, that's, uh, that's only because he's got a new venture. Should I plug him? Yeah, plug him. Why not? Okay, so the guy that ran that is now. Wait for it. Uh, I think I've got a drum roll here. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's me being a dunce. I tried to run a drum roll. I can't do that. Uh, so he now owns Milsim Supply Australia. Oh, awesome. So he's focusing on instead of twenty five dollar uh, crap vests that are made of really terrible multicam, he's trying to get something that's at at least airsoft quality, if not a little better. Hey, well, uh, I've uh, I've uh, just been in talks with a guy in America who does Eagle Industries gear. Oh, really? So, yeah, I'll, I'll send you some links to that one. I, I don't know if we can discuss this in, in the podcast. Probably uh, not. No. <laughs> No, no, but uh, but that is um, no, it it, it, it looks like yeah, I, I was in the same boat looking at that stuff where everyone runs, you know, the the, the knockoff five eleven vest and stuff like that. Where, you know, most uh most plate carriers, you know, you can you know, here's a plug for um, uh, my cousin's shop, uh, Warlord Industries in Sydney. Yeah. Uh, those guys supply a lot of um, uh, law enforcement and military guys. Yeah. With all the accessories, so everything from boots to knives to all your webbing. Well, that kind of stuff. And those guys stock a lot of legit gear. Yep. Um, you know, you're paying an arm and a leg for them. Like, I think, you know, I my mind was blown when I saw $80 for a single pouch, like yeah. the mag pouch. Yeah, that's like, right. Oh, $80. I'm like, hmm, hmm. Okay. Oh, it's the old but, um, Kevlar lined half helium filled pouch. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. And, um, you know, but then looking at um, a few things now, you're seeing a lot of the airsoft uh, slash gel brands yeah. really step in their game up like Emerson gear um, I know that they're uh, they've gone from you know their, their 20 30 dollars vest and now you know you're looking at 100 150 dollars the quality is yeah. still very mid-range 
but it's it's better than it's better than a lot of stuff out there. Um, and you know they're really picking up. And the color color range is great because now you know yeah. you have a lot of companies doing not just your ODs and blacks. You're getting multicam tropic. You're getting multicam black. Ranger green. Like you're getting some really beautiful colors yeah, you well, don't you, see very often. Damo's doing fly, and I know they do. Um, they're very similar to TMC and EB Sports and a few other brands like that. And and they've got multicam, multicam night, multicam arid, multicam this, multicam <laughs> yeah, that. They've got yeah. ATAX, FGH, FGX, blah blah blah. They've got about twelve different cams. You can order everything in. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. That, that's uh, that's pretty much where it's all headed because airsoft is a. Uh, taken off massively around the world yeah you know we're still 20 years behind but um but now that a lot of companies are seeing the profitability in it they're they're really putting the the r&d time and resources you know the thing that you get the, the thing that's okay. always gotten me about um the benefits from gel is the the guys with uh adhd or any of that spectrum of asperger's they just thrive when they come to a game. Is that something I'm the only one seeing, or do you see that too? <laughs> um, I'm not calling you, you like that either. <laughs> That's not, yeah. Oh no, I probably I, should, I, but you, you probably definitely, definitely should. You know, you don't, you don't, you know, get through a, a science degree and uh, not come out with some form of autism, especially one of the vaccines. But. Uh, no, no, but in all seriousness, um, no, well, really, like, it's, uh, you know, uh, my mother-in-law, she, she works, she's a teacher for um, special needs kids, a lot of them um, with autism, like, a lot of them are on the spectrum, uh, and they're very, yeah. like, not, you know, your typical, uh, like, internet troll who you call autistic, whatever, but I'm, I'm talking, like, very, very full-on children, um, and a lot of the, uh, the sports like that, um, she's noticed, like, obviously not job ball because they don't play that here yeah. at schools. But, um, but you know, just uh, sports where there's a, a competitive aspect, but it gives them objectives to focus on. Yep. So uh, high intensity with objective-based gameplay, mm-hmm. she finds that's why a lot of them take to, a, like, games like Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, because it gives them, uh, you know, they have objectives to focus on, whether it be killing the enemy teammates or capturing the flag, you know, planting the bomb, you know, for example, um, you know, compared to monotonous work like, uh, you know, mathematics or biology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but no, that's, that's, that's why I see gel as being, you know, it, it attracts all, for, uh, all walks of life. Um, you know, everyone really, you know, you, you, I've met, lots of people like who you would never suspect or know that they would be into that kind of thing yep. at all. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of the things where, you know, you have your old, you know, you have your old vet, you have uh, people who are into military history, you know, those guys yeah. who don't really, you know, especially, um, I know that I met a few guys in Queensland last year at Ironfest. Yeah. Uh, lovely bunch of guys. Um, they who? were a World War II tanky, like tank crew. There used um, to be a guy that sold tidy stuff at Ironfest, wasn't there? There was who was that? Oh, um, Millie Gear. Oh no, I, I, yeah, that's it, Millie Gear. That, yeah, are they guys, still yep, around down there? Yep. Uh, no slash yes. I know that their website's still there. The Millie Gear guys, I actually met them a few times. They're yep. really, really great guys. But I think they went more towards props, uh, yep. props and photography. I think that's the the route that they went. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, no, and that's the thing. But um, those guys—they're always—they're always, they're always those kind of like supernova, comic con, all those yeah. things. They're, they're they're always around. 
Um, but no, these guys from, from Queensland, they come all the way down from Queensland with their, um, uh, it's, it's one of those mini, mini tanks. It was the one they had yeah. one with, um, uh, I'm not, I'm not a, a, a World War II tank expert, so I wouldn't be able to tell you which one it was. Um, but it was, a, it was a, a very small British tank and yep. they had the one that was on, like, that had normal wheels. It's like a giant armored truck, but had a tank cannon on it. Um, and yeah, and those guys were saying, how, like, you know, they never thought about gel, you know, at all. And then next minute, there they are playing gel games because, like, that is actually really, really fun. They suck them in. Yeah, well, clearly, we, and then, we go back a few years, there was MP40s and all that sort of stuff too. There, there was, yeah, there was, there was. And, uh, and then, you know, they, I think all the World War II ones kind of died out because China went more towards anything that was PUBG. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. certainly what I see. Let's get another oh, yeah. M4. <laughs> that's that's always it's always the M4 phone or something of an M4 or a KAR98K. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, no, no no love for uh you know Dolphin guns with the F2000. You know, well, we had one that came out and that I was. I think Brad bit, uh, still has a few F2000s. You know. Oh yeah, but they got no love whatsoever. They had an older Gen gearbox and they you know they were Gen behind when they released. You know, it was all they were just. Yeah, but they were doing two twenty out of the box. Ah. Uh, you know, being you know, it, it's, it's hard with gels because you have to admit, come on, the way that the way they went from being those really crappy ABS gears and yep. hopper fed, and how now you know people put polar stars in in builds. You know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine uh, a polar star going like the first blaster that I remember holding was an eleven to thirteen miller Orbi, and it felt like a piece of jelly that you would eat. It was that soft. <laughs> and I, we did a CQB thing not so long ago, and I got one of those, and I shot somebody with it, and they didn't notice that I'd shot them, and it was like four <laughs> metres away. <laughs> so that's we've, we've come that's... a little way. Well, that's it. For those, for those listening, though, who don't know what a Polar Star is, it is pretty much a, uh, a little gas-powered um, uh, piston inside the blaster that fires pretty much like a minigun. Uh, it sounds yep. awesome, and they're brutal. But uh, yeah. very, very expensive. <laughs> yeah, we, we've actually had a guy come to the field with a, I don't think it was a Polestar, but he did have a HPA set up. And when oh, he came okay. to the field, um, it was just a bit of a nightmare going, all right, well, is he going to chrono at 3.30? Or is he going to be able to change <laughs> it on the field? Like, how do we manage this? It, and all the umpires That's are going, it. we're just going to have to keep chronoing him because if he changes bottles or anything else... Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's it. I mean, if you chrono him on a oh, that's thing, the first few rounds are going to be hot anyway. If you put, if you soft bottles, the first few rounds will be hot, like, and then they just drop off after that. But, but if you've got, uh, a, yeah, no. if you've got a Bluetooth MOSFET, we're in the same case, aren't we? They can just pull their phone out while you're on the field and go, oh, "I want to do this instead," and the MOSFET goes, yeah, "Yep." Yeah. Well, it's the the Leviathans, aren't they? The Leviathans, you can do that. Yeah, um, I've got a guy building me a, yeah. a Leviathan at the moment, hoping to turn it into some sort of DMR, so I can have a you can only shoot every X amount of seconds with it to, to reciprocate. Yeah, no, well, yeah. definitely, definitely needs the, uh, the pre-cock function. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I love about those, the pre-cock, because then, like, I don't, again, like, I remember the first time, and to the listeners out there who have never used a, a MOSFET or a high-end MOSFET, the difference is night and day. You know, you can take a stock standard, anything like, you know, a JM9, you know, even the ACR, you pull the yeah. trigger, that's that still that split second that you can tell before the piston, you know, winds, like yep. goes back, then yep. fires. Yep. Whereas uh, with, with these, these MOSFETs, you know, it's they're holding the it back, ready to go, yeah. Ready to go. So as soon as you touch that trigger, 
bang, you've got yourself a, a gel flying out, and it's uh, it is definitely something else. So you know, I mean, I see I see guys using um because like I know China's coming out with a few knockoffs of MOSFETs and stuff like uh, but then yep. you've got like the Jtrons and all that kind of stuff, but the Leviathans like yep. you know uh, Gate Titans um, and there's there's definitely a few on the market. They're a bit expensive, but mm. they they make the build you know next level. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, it'd be good to like eighteen months ago. We tried to do um, three gun shooting when the M ninety seven shotguns first came out. We went, all right, we can do a guy starts with an AR, moves to a pump action, and finishes with his pistol. But it, it was that it's not pre cocked. It doesn't go off exactly when you pull the trigger. That that's it. Yeah, made yep. it hard to compete because you could you could have a malfunction that you didn't expect because when you pull the trigger, nothing happens. Mm, mm. Mm, definitely, definitely. I mean, now you know. Now we have what well, Brent with his uh, Asriel's APSs, like those oh, yeah. things, are oh, gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. And you know, I need to go uh, and have I'm, a look at one of those XTPs. I tell you, you definitely do. Definitely. When I was in uh, when I was in New Zealand a few years ago, um, I became quite familiar with the APSs. Um, you know, they being a, a mid-range airsoft company. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're. they're Design and build is just, it, it's so nice. It's comfortable. Uh, this their quality control was horrendous. But you yeah. know, ironing, ironing out those flaws, um, especially with the Joker version, and you know, uh, the care and love Brent puts into it. You know, it's one of the things. If there's a problem, he'll work with you till it's done. He's not like some of the other companies that I've yep. seen lately. Like you know, pop onto a Reddit page and. There's a few companies that shall not be named uh, who were getting a lot of shade thrown at them, especially for their dodgy um, returns or defaults. Um, but I suppose any yeah. any industry is going to have um, people that have got different ideas about it, how a warranty should work and stuff. So that's it. That's it. But uh, when you've had that many HRC complaints thrown out into the thing, and you're losing a lot of them, like there's uh, there's got to be something going on there. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I haven't been involved in them, so I can't give any evidence <laughs> on that. So. That's yeah. it. That's it. Well, either way, it doesn't really matter. So, well, well, I think we got a little bit sidetracked though from the original. Yeah, uh, we're, we're off on a bit. leaf on a twig on a branch oh, on a, off the trunk at the that's, moment. So that's it. That's it. But, so, uh, but going back to going back to like the industry changes, like I think I, I think that it did. It comes full circle though, because where we are now. So you know, back then we had the uh, you know 10 to 11 millimeter gel balls that most people won't know that you have the lob like literally 45 degree angle just yep. to get 10 meters um you know and i think those uh those videos on youtube what would you would you show me this thirty three thousand views like oh like, that's oh. right you're a youtube star right yeah oh you know <laughs> i wasn't uh, gonna bring it up <laughs> well, well look if you know i'm not gonna plug it you know a channel that hasn't had any content for a few years so let's let's just say former Former YouTube celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I wish. You, I wish. Have you still got that that original Scar CQC stowed I, away somewhere I, in storage? I think I do somewhere in storage. Um, I would love to I, see uh, that come back to the field and watch people go, "What the in hell is that?" I'll have to. I'll have to contact the in-laws in Queensland and uh, yeah. find out from them uh, if they can dig it out of the box. Like, you know, everything, everything's in boxes, but no, definitely, definitely try my heart to dig that thing out because I think it was that and the, um, the Hopperfed Deagle. Yeah, the, the blue and yellow, like, greeny looking yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, you know, I've still one, got yeah. four cartons of those that I've just dug oh. out of storage. I went through my storage uh, shed up in Harvey Bay and I went, oh my God, what's that? Oh, and I opened yeah. it and went, I've still got these. Oh my lord! <laughs> so I'm I mean, going to start giving them. I'm going to start giving them away to people. They're not like they're collectors' items or anything. 
I mean, look, they make great cosplay pieces, that's for sure. Like, you know, that's, it's, uh, it, it's definitely that. You know, there's plenty of yeah. people who are going to do, do cosplay to love one of them. So, yeah. you, know, you, still, you still have a market for them. Yep. But, um, but yeah, so, but yeah going, so coming coming around back to uh, the original thing of um, the industry changing over the years. So, yeah, no, it's uh, leaps and bounds for sure. But the, the biggest problem is when you have an emerging industry, you know, you're going to attract a lot of, uh, a lot of characters. And, um, you know, in the beginning, as you said, there was only a few companies, yep. um, you know, Tidy and Armored Heaven being the two forerunners, yep. um, you know, who are still standing as well. Come on, I've got to get, uh, I've got to get some love to Terry Clayton, man. Oh, yeah. He's one of the OGs. Yeah. No, 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 definitely never, but, but he's, uh, he's, he still, he doesn't have the store no more, so. Yeah, well, that's because he, he's, he's a, a respectable person now. He, like, works for the government and stuff. <laughs> so he, he doesn't have to worry about our strongos. No, that's it. That's it. That's it. He moved on in life and uh, and, yeah. and grew up. <laughs> I, I do. I think he still follows the industry because he certainly comments on a few things here and there. Mm, yeah. mm. But that's um. But that's it. You know. And then now we have hundreds, hundreds. We have literally you know, companies who you know just pop up out of nowhere. You literally have pop up stores like yeah. Um, I was on, I was on the Gold Coast. Um, like uh, God, what was the last time I was up there? Um, being the year in January. And um, there was literally like a, a pop-up store that was yep. just one of those in, in the mall. Yep. Gel blasters everywhere. It's like, okay then, fair yeah. enough. Like, well, I've certainly worked through one of the Westfields and it wasn't a Westfield, it was like an off-brand big shopping centre and yep. seen yep. people trying to sell them. And I, I, it's always amusing to go up to those guys and go, oh, okay, so what are, what are these blah, blah, blah and have a bit of a secret shopper moment with them. Um, but mm. yeah, that's And then fun. half of them just don't know at all. Like... You know, oh, yeah, this is uh, this is the, the Ding Ming Eleven. You know, yeah. it, it shoots seven hundred feet per second. Oh wow, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, how play- many jewels is that? Yeah. Jewels? No, no, I'm not playing Candy Crush. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's yeah, it's it's definitely something else. But then you, again, you have sellers who have come, sellers who have gone. Then you have ones that stuck around, um, sellers who have you know done landmark things in the industry, like yeah. Um, you know, what I mean, like Tactical Edge. I think when they won their case in Queensland, the thing like that was that was a, a pretty good defining moment. Yeah. Um. You know, Brad winning his NFL Wales, and hopefully, again, you know, we want to see something come from it. Yeah. Um, well, it'll know, be interesting to see what happens in South Australia with anyone that's been arrested with a, a metal blaster and and where that goes. Cause, um. I know well, police I mean, ballistics have got a very fixed idea on what that is, and a lot of other people do. So, be interesting mm-hmm. to see what the courts say. Well, that's 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 definitely keeping a, a close eye on all that. But the biggest problem is like, you know, the pandemic's not going anywhere. That's for sure, and that's what's going to put a damper on all the things. And you know, hopefully things just, hopefully the it doesn't end up like Epstein. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. The the only thing I'm worried about at this point is the second wave, um, pandemic-wise, that there'll be another big well, rush. That, oh, well, you know, that's uh, definitely something that um, you know, we all have to be aware of. Uh, yeah. You know, because people just think, you know, after a few a few months of being in lockdown or, you know, semi yeah, restriction, yeah. thinking, oh, it's over now. We have no cases. And no, that's, that's unfortunately the case. No like, new cases. Uh, that's yeah. it. No new cases until, you know, like I think uh, in Sydney, we just had a few new cases pop up here and there. But the problem is, um, you know, exponential growth. Like people don't realize that one person comes in contact with three, that's three to four, then, you know, and then from there it's four to eight, eight to 16, you know, it's yeah. just so on yeah. and so forth. And, uh, 
and that that you know, can, as I said from the beginning, like you know, uh, you know that's that's my field. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to get you too passionate about something non-durable. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I think I think I've bored everyone enough. Where everyone's yeah. like, shut up, we don't care about coronavirus. Like, mm, but uh, but that's it, you know. And look, it is it is something we have to worry about, and it's not going to be over for a long time, uh, especially the way America treats it, um, and the other countries like you know Brazil and Russia. Uh, South America just being like it's the two powder kegs uh, I said from the beginning uh, um, were America and Africa. Yep. I knew I knew Brazil would have a problem. I didn't realize it was going to be this much of a problem. And Africa, the biggest problem is, and this is people are like, oh, you know, but Africa only has like you know a few hundred cases. Like, cool, that's the cases they report. Yeah. Like, you have to understand they're a country that have no next to no testing in some places. Sure, there are some very few select places in Africa that their quarantine efforts are um, like fucking amazing uh, <laughs> because they have to do with Ebola. Like Ebola is still a big problem over there. Do you, um, do you think they, that they, EP could get canned because of a second wave? Uh, it depends how well Queensland keep their borders shut. Um, I know that if they, the way things are going, um, you know, New South Wales, uh, we, like, I think we've closed our borders to Victoria as of today. Yep. Um, and then, you know, it all, it all depends if uh, if we start seeing multiple cases popping up along the coast or if, uh, like we had today where we had a, um, uh, I think it was a, a Jetstar flight land in Sydney and all the passengers were, and that was coming from Melbourne, all the passengers were able to disembark and go about their things without being tested. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, and that, that's, uh, that's all over the news right now because people are like, well, why? Mm. Um, so on that... I mean, like it, on that uh, note, I'll segue you back into EP. Are you preparing yourself to come? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's one of those things where, like, it's it's one of the few Milton events that are uh, that, that definitely uh, it, it's don't want to miss out. Like, um, you know, like unfortunately with EP one, you know, I had all those problems um, yep. and you know had to had to pull out last minute, even though it wasn't my choice to pull out. Yeah, uh, you know, it was it's the beauty of being in a squad. Choice. Oh, that's the beauty of being in the squad. That's it. <laughs> so this this time around, definitely, definitely one man, one man army coming through. Um, no, nah, it's it's more just a. There's a lot of contingencies this time. So the squad's there. The squad's ready to go. Um, I've got a bunch of guys who uh who have never experienced Milsim, never experienced gel ball. I've yep. I've shown them a million videos, told them all about it. I've got them keen and hyped up. So they are, uh, they do want to come. They want to experience that for what it is. Yep. Um, you know, there's still a lot of guys that it's hard because there's a lot of guys down here who um who just you know, they've never even had a, a chance. Like we got I've got a few friends who are American who were airsofters, big airsofters. Yeah. And you know, they they were at one point considering moving to Queensland. Because uh, yeah, <laughs> just to was, keep yeah, playing on the weekend. Just just to keep playing. That that's how much uh, that's how much they loved it. I'm like, wow, like up upend your life over the toys. I'm like, oh but no, they explain it. It's a passion, it's a hobby like anything else. Like yeah. some people collect comics, some people do cars up, you know what I mean? Like some people like to do outdoor sports with jobs. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm actually quite worried about ticket sales this year and it, it's gonna be the opposite worry to what I had for E P one. I think we're gonna run out of tickets really quick quick because we don't have thousands of acres it, like it will take you forever to get from one end of the AO to the other yes um, but that's more to do with terrain it's not a mm. massive field this is smaller than uh, what we did at EP1 but bigger than what we did at EP1.5 so um, like I was talking to the guys last night and we're thinking 100 120 paid players full stop that's it 
Yeah. And yeah. I think that might disappoint a few people um, if they don't get in early. And we're going to have um, sort of a pre-qualifying thing uh, like we did back in Laser where you've got to prove to us by attending something or doing something, we haven't worked out the exact mechanics, but you're going to mm. have to prove to us that you really understand the rules before we let you buy a ticket. Well, that was uh, that was the problem with P one though, wasn't it? Where the people who had no idea what Millington was, they they came for one day and then left. Uh, um, you know, the drop in, drop out guys. Like, and yeah, I, I've got to take some of that on the chin too because I, I don't think I communicated what. And and I say this all the time that Millsim is like Neapolitan ice cream. There's there's lots of different flavors, and th- <laughs> they're all still ice cream. Um, just because the way I Millsim is specific, I'm not the only one that has license to say that. And mm. what I didn't get across to those guys was the experience you're going to get at EP is very different to what you get at a field on a weekend. Um, oh, 100%. Definitely. Definitely. I, I mean, look, if, you know, if people were following the previous podcast, like, they'd, they'd understand, like, you went into pretty fair detail of um, what entailed in, in EP, um, yeah. EP1. Um, well, there was guys that didn't know, understand that when the mayor got killed as one of the non-player characters. Once he died, that's it. He never comes back. He, he can't go and respawn with anyone else. But, uh, that's, that's the aspect that, uh, again, a lot of people, um, I think definitely at, at some point you're going to have to touch on LARPing because yeah. as much as, much as uh, people want to make fun of or show LARPing, you know, LARPing is still role-playing. Yeah, it's, yeah there's, it's, there's it's a RPG lot of character or, interaction, yeah. There is a lot of character interaction and a lot of backstory. Um, you know, that's what that's the difference between having a boring Milsim where it's just one giant game of team deathmatch or capture flag. Sure, that can be fun having like a hundred versus a hundred. Yeah. But the thing is, when you know, when you have um, you know actual towns you can visit, NPCs you can visit, and actually get missions like, hey, you know, we've heard there's a weapons cache over in the radio tower. Why don't you guys, you know, go check out? Or if you pay me some money. I might be able to give you some extra hints like how to sneak in there or where the, the, there's gaps in their patrols. Yeah, a lot of people um, didn't you know, seem to understand when I gave them 12 Razu coins and said, use these to buy things. They said, buy what? I said, use your imagination. If there is something that you need and there's a local person there, you've got money, they want money. Yeah, that's, that is that's definitely it where it's, uh, you know, what was it, the, um, the, the arms dealer um, yep. where people were buying, like, you know, the, the arm stuff but they didn't realise that he had spare spare um, revive kits yep you know it's, uh, yep. it's, it's sometimes you know it's uh, yeah, getting well, sucked into like into the elements of what yeah, you need like Dimitri I think we spent about a hundred bucks on different coke and those sorts of things to those sorts of treats and gave them to, me, to Dimitri and he had them in his car at EP1 for people to go Geez, I'd love a Coke, and he go, "Well, for for Russell, do you can have the Coca Cola?" <laughs> yeah, come on, here. come yeah. here, Mister American Man. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we, we need to do some day games so people can interact with some of the characters in advance. I think that um, that, that that's a brilliant idea. I mean, look, even running like a mini LARP, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, you can you can set up uh, the junkyard or something as um, a small village, like make a main street. Stores yep. and stuff like that. Yep. You can still have it because, like, even those scenarios, you know, like, even a um, like uh, if you, can, I don't know if you can get some of the cars down there, like I know some four wheel drives to oh, make it. But, something's uh, about to happen in that regard. Yes, I was gonna say it's set up a checkpoint. You know what I mean? Like, yep. um, they have like a have a like a, a civilian toll or something like that where there's cars all you lined up and then come through. 
Mm. That's it. And then people can learn like how to interact. Like you know, the guards can be NPCs, you know, villagers can be NPCs, like stalls, like stuff like yep. that. Yep. And then that way you can send one squad in to do their thing and then oh no, insurgents are coming, like, you know, yeah. people start scattering or, you know, um I know I know some guys uh I I I've seen some amazing airsoft videos on how to make and this is gonna sound really bad and I hope the helicopters don't start flying over my house <laughs> and then kicking my ears. But um pretty much uh, like IEDs but yeah. safe safe IEDs using um like there's some of them that use uh, dry ice and, and flour, um or uh some form to create like dust clouds. Yep. Um, to yeah, well, there's like, no reason. Uh, like everyone's got, um, and we've got it in the rules, you've got to be wearing your eye pro at all times. So there's no reason mm, we couldn't do mm. dust cannons. Well, that's, yeah, that's it. So on, but like there's, uh, there's ways to, yeah, definitely simulate, simulate IEDs. And that's how the airsoft guys have um, been yep. doing some of them. Um, and, you know, there's always uh, like genius, just genius small life hack things that are, yep. can turn something very simple, like a Coke bottle um, into, you know, a nice like, you know, now like bang, so people know. Oh, a bomb just got off, and then with the yeah. um, you know, like the like the smoke bellowing, or if you, you know if you're using smoke grenades, but again, being in Australia, yeah, laws and and then fire restrictions, whatnot. But still, um, you know, just something to indicate an ID has gone off, and then if you yeah. have NPCs who are aware of it, you know, they can act as casualties and yeah, um, you know, and then there's those elements that will get people immersed into it. Like, okay, so this is what. LARPing is or yeah. not that I want to call it LARPing because again like you know like yeah, a lot of people get some... <laughs> a lot of people get wrapped up in the oh I don't want to LARP thing and and that's no, cool yeah. but I do want this the story of Astana to be played out person to person not passed down through a radio or a chain of command because and what people don't understand is we've got four factions now we don't have two factions there's not mm. the coalition and the militia those two factions oh. still exist but we also yeah. have regular red troops and we also have PMCs. So obviously That's the it. red guys are, are going to have different ways of doing things to what a PMC does. You're going to be able to buy guys and probably yeah, well, militia it. guys too. That's what I was going to say. Like, you know, money talks. Like, and then people just think, oh, you know, we're going to shoot each other. It's like, well, hang on a second. Like, if you – some people would rather speak in money than, you know, speak in bullets or thing. Like, yep. it's, uh, or you might be you able know, to trade like, some of your ammo for something else too, like – Everything's on the table. That's it. That's you might it, go, well, I've it. got I mean, one look, spare IV bag. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, here, here's some trade, you know, or do you have a, a map that I can use or something yep. like that, you know, like what can you show me here on this map sort of thing if I give you, say, two Razus, you know? Yep. Um, yeah, and, that, and that's elements, again, as you said, people don't use the term LARPing because it seems like it's a bit of a, a no-no word in the community, I feel. You know, Milsim, sure, people, you know, will say, you know, there's all different arguments to and for, um, for that, but uh, mm. but laughing just always seems like a dirty word to people, <laughs> um, you know. Because again, like pop culture has kind of ruined it, you know, with uh with movies about you know like it's always the nerds who want to who want to laugh. Like I'm a level thirty seven high elf and I cast fireball. Right? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> but but, but no, I also the... don't want to be the guy that's sitting in a radio post four kilometers away saying, "Move from this grid to this grid," because um, I said so. Yeah. That's... Yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely not. But uh, you know, it's uh, you know, it, it's I don't know if I'm not going to mention it because the things you've told me about different gameplay aspects, I really want to say like I want to talk about it here because I know people would love it. <laughs> but I like just for a teaser, like um, how you said 
for example, as I said, go take the radio tower, finding yep. a, uh, a weapons cache at the radio tower that might not be available to any other people, yep. but will come in handy. You know what I mean? Or like, if, or if like, you control the area around the radio tower, there's some special perk that you get to do with radios or communications. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's it, you know what I mean? And then, you know, that, like, I mean, most people these days have played games like Fallout, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, they're pretty that's special. Really, you know, the, that's uh, one of the most mainline game, uh, mainstream games, yeah. like, I could say that uh, people play with Fallout, um, you know, where, like, they have to understand, like, Fallout is inherently, an RPG, it is, like, it is a purebred RPG, that's what it yeah. started out as, like, and, um, you know, tabletop games, like, a lot of people these days forget tabletop games, but, um, yeah, if with, uh, anyone that's done D and D or played Fallout, they'd know that it's more choose your own path through this universe. And that's some people like another aspect of that is people go, "Oh, but this happened in Chechnya, so we should be able to." And they don't understand <laughs> yeah. that you look at a map of Astana, you won't find Chechnya, you won't find Iraq, no, you no. won't find it's it's a fictional universe, and everything that happens there happens there, and it's permanent. People are going, oh, so why haven't you done any videos about Dimitri? Well, he's dead. You can't do any more videos because <laughs> if you kill a character, the same as if you're in Fallout and you shot Mr. Robotnik or whoever, then there are consequences to that, be good or bad. But mm-hmm. he dies and that's it. Yeah, no, no, that's, uh, I, think, I think that's what uh, people, uh, especially the new, newcomers to Milson, want anything like EP. You know, yeah. that's, that's what I hope that we can... Uh, we can get the message across because yeah. you know, like there's there's a there's a whole a whole not world I can't say world because it you know just sounds yeah. sounds so cliche but there's just this whole new mechanic to the gameplay yeah. where it's not just go here kill these people you know what I mean it's like yeah. well hang on a second we've got to go find the rebel leader yeah. so it's like well, yeah. well I know there's a rival rebel over here that might know his whereabouts and if we can sway him hey we might be able to get his troops on our side as well. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's uh, there's just so many elements to play, which is just yeah, it's yeah. um, it's it's just something that I, I just really wish that uh, you know, more people understood the aspects of because not many people play play um play RPGs or um, you know, all have tabletop games. Well, so they even don't a game like Wildlands, where you go, you might go through a village and you interact with somebody, and then something happens, and you go, oh. I'll choose that mission or you'll go, I don't care. I don't want to rescue (laughs) Bunny's pet rabbit from the bad guy. (laughs) You choose to not do it. That's a choice that your team makes. Your team should be able to make. Yeah, I'd I'd hope people played Ghost Recon Wild Things like that. uh, That actually wasn't a bad game when it it, uh, finally reached its peak, you know, only like three years after release. uh, (laughs) Yeah, well, I only started it when COVID hit. I was too busy. Oh, really? (laughs) I haven't finished it yet. Ah, uh, well, it's the best time to do it because because uh, at, at launch that game was trash. Yeah. But um, over the years, they they really poured some love into it. So um, they they nailed some the finer mechanics. Yeah. Uh, for those ones, then and now you have Breakpoint, which they just ugh, don't even started on that. <laughs> but I digress on that. Yeah. Um, Speaking you know, of yeah, digressing, we're we're at the fifty-two minute mark. Would you believe? So we're going to have to. Yeah, you didn't think you'd talk that long, did you? No, didn't not at all, not at all. But I mean, look, do you want to make uh, this a two-parter and we uh, we let this one out into the wild and uh, we talk again? Oh, if you, if we definitely can. But you, you make sure you chop this one up because I swear we went on so many different uh, different adventures with that, those those <laughs> chats. Like, it's a choose your own adventure podcast with. Oh, 
you are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if, 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 you know, it's like, yeah, what was it, uh, Bandersnatch on Netflix, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's up to you. You're cool. I don't mind. Like, um, you can, uh, no, I'll, I'll let this one out into the wild as it is, and uh, yeah, we'll. Um, so I suppose I'll give you a couple of minutes. Let's make some closing comments. So, yeah, sure, sure, no. What's well, the yeah, thing I'm you're most excited I'm... about coming into Gel Ball? Is it the new uh, LDT SLR, or is it the new what? If there was one gun you could buy today, and that was the only Gel Blast you had, what would it be? Oh, geez, is, is it one on the market or one that I want? Because that's. Uh... <laughs> um, let's go with one that is real now. Okay, what, okay, we'll go. We'll go. One that's built. One that's had, what, so one that is built at the moment that yep. um that definitely is, is the LDT HK three point oh. Yep. Um, that one like definitely like uh, you know that's that's one of them that uh LDT makes some yep. beautiful beautiful uh blasters if I could or um if I, if I had chose that uh that M one ten was the Ares one that um that yep. Vaz brought in. Yeah. That just, uh, like, I was in Vass's yeah. shop the other day having a yarn to him, and oh, I was lucky to walk out there without spending a grand. I tell you, <laughs> it, it's it's a bit like that, isn't it? I've I've already seen. I'm a Scar like, fanboy, so I was I was gonna buy the Scar, and then I felt one. I went, yeah, I really want this, and everyone's like, I just can't get it to shoot well, and I'm like, no, damn it, I have to wait. <laughs> Well, that's um, but that that's that's where you get with quality because yeah, that was um, it was Aries that he he worked with at those ones, yeah, wasn't it? I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those um, oh, just yeah, like you know, and again, like the price tag, you know, for a thousand dollars, like look, as long as the build quality was there, Gearbox was very average. Yeah. Um, you know, for again, for a thousand bucks, I'd have worn a good MOSFET in there. Was it just but a look, V two gearbox or? Uh, I think I think it was yeah, like a split V two or something like that, yeah. or it was it was something something yeah. uh. Similar. It, it just wasn't anything spectacular. I mean, there's there's a lot of things on the market that uh, would have outperformed it with only a few minor upgrades. Yep. Um, you know, and again, that's that's uh, the other thing. Like, not not to, to ramble on, but that's uh, a lot of uh, that's a difference that people have to talk about one day is um yep. is the mods and how people people think that paying you know a thousand dollars for a blaster with a million stage five mods on it yeah. don't realize that all you need is a hop up an O ring and some grease and you're already pumping out you know distances that pretty much match any high-end build. Yep. Um, but yeah, in any case, um, but, and then one that's not built, oh man, there's there's a million, that, L, that L1A that one, like, oh, just uh, the SLR, definitely, definitely, like, that is going to be phenomenal. So when you um, say SLR, you're talking FNFAL, which a lot of people um, go, yeah, oh, the, the SLR is this thing. No, no, the F, FNFAL, the 308, the Rhodesian intensifies, like, I just want to. I just want to, you know, put some uh, short shorts on, get that brush cam out. Yeah, I can um, imagine Lauren seeing that. <laughs> I can imagine a lot of people seeing that, and you know, it's it's not a sight to behold, but you know, it's uh, it it's it, it just brings something out of you. Come on, like uh, it, it you, you know, you know, it it, yeah. it just brings something yeah. out. It, it's the call of the wild. <laughs> um, but look, like the roadie jerk exercise thing. Um, that one, yeah. So the FNFL, like. But you know, again, like um, there's that. But there's there's so many there's so many, like uh, you know, oh, we all have course, the M4 yeah. phones. But um, HK417, like a dedicated 417, yep. that would uh, like that would be nice. Um, like a uh, a nice uh, some nice actual snipers or DMRs. Problem is, that, um, well, the BFM14's out. It's a EVR. 
Are you, are you there, Trav? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, no, you, you really, yeah. I think I, I think I lost you on that one. All right. Well, we might have to call it quits for today then. No, yeah, I, I can, I can hear you again. Yeah, that you, just, you dropped like like you're that ten feet away from the mic just then. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm still getting used to how all this technology works. It's way too much now. No, that's right. It's all good. <laughs> just, just, yeah, just, just cut, cut. Do you, do you want to, do you want to start again for that one? Just no, cut it or, no. Like, I'm, a, I'm a one shot kind of guy. If it oh, works, it works. Don't, no, don't, don't put this in there. No, <laughs> no. All right. Oh, All right, let's finish well, it up, buddy. Um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll cut this one out so we're under that 60-minute mark so people can do the, the drive to work and have a listen, and um, we'll come back to you another day. Absolutely. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, in that case, then, you have yourself a lovely evening, and thank you for having me on. No worries. I apologize to any listeners for rambling, but, uh, you know, that's, that's the, joys of, uh, the joys of being senile. That's it. You old man, you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until you get to my age. Ah, oh, yeah, uh, mate. I don't even think I'll even live that long. Like, what's that? Like, at least what, seventy, eighty years longer for me? Like, oh, you're very funny. <laughs> I'm gonna have to play the music now. You'll know what that means. All right, mate. You have you have a good night. All right, take care. Righto. Bye bye. See ya. Okay, everyone. This has been the Job All Podcast, and uh, this has been Tractor. And I'm gonna fade you out into some music. And we'll get out of here.